This is Kevin Burke from the Thumbs in Pockets chapter of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club saying thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry. This episode was the very first episode aired in 1964, January 6th, named Barney and the Cave Rescue. This is a popular episode written by Harvey Bullock and directed by Dick Crenna. The episode opens with Andy talking on the phone to Helen about going to the community picnic. Again, to give you the atmosphere about Mayberry, they start this episode talking as if the entire town is going to the picnic, and this is important to keep in the back of your mind as you watch this episode. Barney walks in, and walking in with Barney is Gomer, as Barney is training Gomer to take over the courthouse and the jail cell while they're out um, at the picnic. And so this is where Barney's telling Gomer which is cell number one and cell number two. Uh, Look at Gomer's appearance. It's sort of Odd to me, Barney, who's so sharply dressed, will let Gomer get away with his tie. It's a bit awkward. But, uh, you know, again, Barney gets a little bit uh, frustrated when he's trying to get uh, Gomer straight on things, and Andy sort of makes light of what he's going to have to be doing. But in the next scene, we see um, the bank president, Mr. Meldron. Uh, Andy's talking to him as uh, he's getting ready to open the bank on a Saturday. And back then, banks weren't open on Saturday. And so uh, Andy's talking to him. He walks away, and then a few minutes later, Barney and Gomer are walking down the street, and Barney sees the bank president at the bank door and mistakes him as a robber. Now, again, it maybe doesn't dawn on Barney that a a robber wouldn't possibly be going in through the front door. But again, Barney, to be safe, pulls out his gun, goes up, and see Mr. Meldron is sick, so he's got a handkerchief up over covering half of his face, and that's part of the reason why Barney doesn't recognize him. So once Barney, Barney pulls the gun on him and, uh, and the townspeople are out there witnessing all this and then once everybody realizes that it's Mr. Meldron, then the townspeople, particularly two gentlemen, begin to make fun of Barney and Barney's feelings are hurt. Andy walks up and Barney walks away. And in the next scene we see uh, in the courthouse, Andy walks in. You can tell by the look on his face he's worried about Barney. Barney's got his back to the scene and he's up against the window just sort of looking away from everything and... And at this point, Barney starts to back out about going to the picnic. Now, again, remember, everybody goes to the picnic. So Barney starts to talk about backing out of the picnic because he doesn't want to be around other people after what's happened. So after a little bit of uh, Andy trying to inspire Barney, he tells him how quick thinking he was and how everybody thinks Barney's being quick thinker. And while it might have been embarrassing for Barney, he has to realize that he, he can't take chances and he was doing what was right for the townspeople. So just as Barney was starting to get his confidence back, Opie runs in. Opie's only in a couple of scenes in this episode, but he has an impact each time that he comes in, and unfortunately it's a negative impact on Barney. So he comes running in, talks about everybody laughing at Barney and about pulling the gun on Mr. Meldron, and everybody's want, and Opie's wondering if Barney really did this, and so Andy tries to rush him out as quickly as he can. And then Andy convinces Barney that he still needs to go and that what they would try to do is find a quiet place somewhere at the community picnic. So in the next scene, we see Helen and Thelma Lou and Andy and Barney. They're out in the woods, and um, Thelma Lou and Andy and Helen are out laying a blanket, and Barney's sort of walking around looking out in the area. He really doesn't want to be around anybody. He wants to go deeper into the woods, and, and they all convince Barney that they're out far enough. They don't need to go any further. Then Andy suggests they go exploring mine caves. And this says this is something you should do with your kids. And I don't know about any of you, but uh, when I was a kid growing up in North Carolina, we used to go out into the woods, not necessarily caves. And, you know, as you get older and you go back to some of these places, the places look so much smaller. And so 
Barney again still in Philly, still feeling bad about what happened earlier today. Decides not he doesn't want to go, and Thelma Lou's a little bit bothered because she really wanted to go. But Ella, Andy and Helen decide to go on into the cave. Once they get into the cave, uh, Andy tells a little bit of story about the the lost lovers cave and how that came to be. And then and a few minutes later, we see Thelma Lou and Barney decide to go into the cave. And you get a, a couple of funny uh, situations here where Barney says some things about bats and moths that he doesn't like and them getting in your hair and all of that kind of stuff. Then finally, the, uh, we hear a loud noise and we see a cave slide occur. And uh, Barney and Thelma Lou get out of the cave from the same entrance that they entered in. But Andy and Helen are still stuck in the cave. So after a moment, Barney realizes that Andy and Helen are, are possibly buried alive. Well, in the next scene, Andy and Helen decide to see if there's another way to get out. So they crawl out to the other side of the cave. And they do get out and get out to daylight, walk up to the road. They, they stop a truck um, and get a ride to town. Uh, and then we see that they get to Helen's house and Helen goes and changes clothes. And, and while she's doing so, Andy turns on the radio. And while listening to the radio, they both hear the radio announcer make an announcement about uh, Barney Fife organizing a rescue effort for two people stuck in the cave. At this point, they realize after what Barney went through today, if the, if the community saw that Barney organized all these people to get Andy and Helen out of the cave and they weren't actually in the cave, that the ridicule might be too much for Barney. So they decide they're going to go back to the cave. In the next scene, we see Barney and Gomer at the courthouse and... Uh, Barney's getting a bunch of equipment and tools to take back out to the cave rescue. And Barney starts to um, uh, yell a little bit. He's a little bit frantic with, uh, with Goober and, um, excuse me, with Gomer. And the reason I said Goober just a moment ago is because Gomer brings up Goober. And he says a line that a lot of people remember. He says that Goober ain't stupid. He might be ugly, but he ain't stupid. And that's a line that a lot of people like to uh, quote when they're talking about the Andy Griffith show. Um, so... Andy and Helen, uh, in the next scene, they find the spot where they crawled out. They crawl back in the cave, and then we see the other side of the cave where Barney's using a megaphone to organize the rescue. We see a lot of people starting to work in and start to help in the cave. And um, finally, uh, we see Barney and the men digging in the cave, and Barney finally breaks through, and he sees uh, Andy and Helen who've just sat down and, and look like they're, you know, they're really tired and uh and, you know, they crawl out of the cage. And at this part, when they're outside of the cave and Andy's thanking Barney for rescuing him, you want to keep an eye on Barney's reaction. So here's where Don Knotts does his great facial expressions that everybody remembers about him. And then there's a nice little camera cut. And remember, all these episodes were filmed with one camera. And so remember, that means they had to go back and set up all these scenes and try to make sure they were consistent. But they show Helen and Thelma making a nice little statement about Andy and Barney, which is really touching. In the final scene of this episode, we see uh, the courthouse where uh, Barney's got his feet up on his desk and he's really all full of himself. And uh, Andy comes in, he's got the headlines of the paper where it shows uh, about five organizing cave rescues and it's big headlines. And Barney goes through a, a few minutes of talking about how he uh, uh, wished they didn't make such a big fuss about him doing that cave rescue and, you know, wished it was part of his job. And then all of a sudden, this is where Opie comes in again. And Opie comes in with about 25 copies of the paper. And, uh, and Andy realizes that Barney was proud of this and he wanted as many copies of the paper as he could get. So again, uh, the episode ends on a little laughing note and uh, Barney's embarrassed about how proud he is of himself. But again, 
the major thing about this episode, again, one of the things that runs throughout the Andy Griffith Show is the community of Mayberry, but also the general theme of Andy caring for Barney. And again, all of this, all the trouble that Andy, and in this case Helen, went to the trouble to do to make Barney feel better is a recurring thing that happens throughout the Andy Griffith Show, at least as far as uh, uh, Barney's there. Don Knotts is there through the first five seasons. Now, the trivia question. This one is a little bit tough, but if you go back and watch the episode closely, you'll be able to get this. I want you to tell me how many rifles are in the gun rack in the courthouse. Again, when you look at the gun rack, how many rifles are in the gun rack uh, when you take a look at that? And again, you'll have to look in the background when you're watching the episode. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to email me at burke at imayberry.com. If you want to send your answer... To the trivia question to me, you can again send that to Burke, B-U-R-K-E, at the letter imayberry.com, or you can go to my website, burkeonmayberry.com, and there you'll find beside the name of the episode, which is Barney and the Cave Rescue, in parentheses, the answer to this episode's trivia question. I thank you again for listening to Burke on Mayberry. Continue to send me those emails. I really enjoy getting them. And as always, as they say in Mayberry, my best to you and yours, and thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry.